Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by Rise, a science-based app that makes it easy to improve your sleep and daily energy. Go to risescience.com slash TMS and download the Rise app today and try it for free for seven days coming up on tms do you ever lift in vegas bro steve and brian are on drugs gidget's time of the month that is so ridiculous (laughs) don't take the piss brian two weeks in vegas makes a cover driver humble (laughs) if i hear a woot you get the boot colonel tested colonel approved ain't no rides for the wooish putting love hearts on this bastard schwan's guy at the door tarps and barf bags will smith's eurovision i was only a little stoned and drunk the only thing Scott knows about Iceland. Bjork! And more. Wendy, by the way. <laughs> Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Don't ever call me old man, you little punk. That's my foot! It was a dream that I saw. A dream? Greetings, Earth Lady. May I interest you in some guacamole? This is the Morning Stream. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS, the Morning Stream for Thursday, May 27th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson, and I'm here with Brian Ibbett. Hi, I'm here on the scene. Uh, it's a it's a interesting Thursday out here on the street. Uh, we'll we'll uh, pull up somebody or talk to them and find out their opinion on what's just happened. Great. That's after the weather and this commercial break. Everybody, <laughs> see you in a bit. Uh, anyway, hey, we're back. It's Thursday. It's uh, weird. It's a week ago we weren't here. Uh. <laughs> right, a week ago. Well, a week ago I was still here. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't uh, in the plane. But yeah. golly, man, Vegas doesn't seem like. Yeah, like you a whole flew, week ago. You flew to Vegas a week ago, and yeah. I feel like we just got done talking about it, and now here, yeah. I, I'm telling you, time's busted. It's broken. Time is busted. Yeah, yeah I don't like it. So, you know, it's, I was talking to Tina about this, and uh, one of the things that, that is going on right, right now in Vegas, and I think going on everywhere based on a couple people mm. that I've talked to, is that Lyft and uber are really hard to come by right now right um like they you know lost a lot of a lot of employees just said i'm done for yeah. the pandemic and didn't come back after the pandemic yeah. and for example if you fly into vegas right now and expect to uber or lift from the airport good luck <laughs> it's like you're gonna basically be waiting for um for 45 minutes for a, a ride we actually walked by the place where people were waiting for a ride and it was crazy oh wow um so everything's going to taxis 
So this is a shortage of drivers, I assume, right? That's the shortage of drivers. Right. And it even happened like while we were out doing things, my first thought was to say, oh, let's see if we can get a, a lift because maybe we weren't at a hotel where you can just walk out the front door and have a taxi line. We were at a restaurant or off strip or arts district or something like that. And you're really reliant on, um, uh, on the, the services that come to you. And I know you can call a taxi. I know that's a thing you can do. I've heard it talked about. Yeah. There's an app called curb now where you can, you can reserve a, uh, uh, like get a taxi just as easily as you do lift an Uber. Just like a good old fashioned ass taxi, dirty and everything. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was talking with Tina. I said, God, you know, now would be a great time if I could take a week off of work and I'm just talking work, work. I'm not talking about this work that we do here. Uh, go out to Vegas, get a room at the Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Do TMS in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And then lift, do you know, lift be a lift driver for the whole rest of the day, or at least whatever they're cut off. I think they make you cut off at eight hours. Then do eight hours, go sit in the pool, get a nice dinner somewhere. And then uh, go to sleep and do it all over for seven days. I feel like I'd make a killing right now. You'd probably do pretty well, yeah. And you yeah. and the, are you? Uh, I don't know how it works. Are you licensed to do it anywhere you that's, want? That's that's a question, right? If I'm licensed, if I got my lift uh, approval here in Colorado, does that mean I can go anywhere and lift, or <laughs> or? I don't know. I just know we would have a lot of content if you drove every. We'd day have a Vegas. lot of content, and I and I don't think I. Oh man, I don't think I could do the post yeah 10 p.m lift driving in <laughs> vegas <laughs> i let not without like filling the back seat with tarp and barf bags and uh yeah it's i would not i would I, I'd it's, it's sketchy. rent a car to yeah. lift after it's time. it's sketchy in the daytime i don't know how i can't imagine what nights are like around there but yeah um i think it's everywhere too it's not just vegas but vegas probably hit more mm-hmm. uh, in particular because that's how everybody wants to get around nobody wants to rent a car or have a car if they can help it so yeah. unless you're, you know, yeah, Tanner, uh, talked to Tanner this morning. He said that it's that Lyft and Uber are, are um, hard to find out there as well. Yeah. So when he's in Arizona, uh, they're hard to find here. I know oh, that. here we go. What's that? Uh, driving in different cities. Thank you. Pops and recline. Uh, drivers can only have one approved driving region on their profile at a time. However, it's possible to temporarily drive in a different region. Oh. If you want to drive outside your approved region temporarily, um, look for look at this site for region specific requirements. Oh, that's interesting. So, so temporarily, let's go to Nevada. Nevada uh, driver information. Yeah, I'd love to know what a region is in their de- definition. That's right. So it looks like because regional to me says doesn't... the West or the Rocky Mountains or the you know region is more than just like a city. I would think right. Um, let's see. It doesn't say anything about temporary. Mm. Oh, wow. I have to get a Nevada TNC permit number decal. So I'd actually have to have an approved vehicle. Like my vehicle would have to be approved uh, in uh, the state of Nevada. That's a lot more work for a uh, one week stay. Yeah, I'd have to make it two weeks now. Yeah. Stay a month in Vegas. Why not? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. You're not wrong that there's something there. There's an idea there. Um, there is. And it know. would be so much great content for the show. Uh, That's all the excuse we need. 
you know, content. Only excuse we need, really. I mean, yeah. yeah, why do I need to go any further than that? Yeah, that's all I need. Just hear yeah. <laughs> I want to hear Brian's weird ass stories of people in Vegas drunk off their out of their minds at eight AM or whatever. And I guess we'd be doing the show then, but but right. yeah, that's that's super interesting. You probably I mean, I I assume if the demand's high enough, you'd probably make enough on the lift stuff to hundred percent pay for the trip and then some like easily pay for the yeah. hotel yeah yeah and uh and and i mean obviously i'd be driving out there so i wouldn't have a plane ticket to pay for it but certainly pay for the gas to get out there oh right because you'd have your car duh yep mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of need the car for the lift part. i need the car so i can't yeah. fly out there uh oh it just gives me a little anxiety to think about driving around at night on the strip picking up people and moving them around yeah right? you don't you just basically if you're if you're taxing or driving for lyft or uber you go um uh, dean martin way you go coval road i mean basically you just don't go on the strip yeah, you go get parallel off the strip yeah yeah you'd have you to go 15 I, yeah. I, I suddenly realizing that whenever i've done lifts or ubers in vegas how much they probably loved me because it was at night mm-hmm. and we were just mm-hmm. moving around but we're not we are not weird you're not puking in the back seat you're not oh my god there's my friend no. hi lisa hey we're, we're roll super, down your window <laughs> we're super friendly we're like hey uh, i like this car thanks for the water bottle you know we're like super like uh we probably made their nights for all i know thinking about it now because otherwise whew, you get on the tail end of yeah. somebody's like bachelorette party. You may as well just. Uh, hang, I know that's the thing, right? I don't want the woo crowd. <laughs> no. Don't no woo crowd in the back of my uh, car. Thank you. The if you woo, woo you're out. Yeah, if you woo, you woo even one time. One time that's wooing, right. out of here, buddy. We're I'm, here because my friend Lisa's getting married. Woo! All right, get the hell out. <laughs> get out of my car. Get out of my Kia Soul now. Exactly. All right. Well, there's that. I <laughs> get that on my anchor dash cam. I sure hope so. Yeah. Like the Russians. That's what they do. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. They film everything. Um, okay. A couple emails real quick, and then we're going to get to some trivial things with Gidget. Yes, it's that time yeah. of the month, everybody. It's Gidget's time of the month. We like it to call it. It is that time of the month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to celebrate that in a minute. But first off, we got this email from, uh, well, uh, people in countries that aren't ours. Yes. Uh, Christian from Sweden, in particular, says, longtime fan of all things frog pants. It's so funny listening to you guys try to figure out words and letters from other countries. The A with the two dots over it from Eurovision winner Manskin or whatever is a letter we oh, use yeah. mostly here in Sweden. It's also it's not the two dots, though. It's it's not a it's a, no. just the single donut. It's just the donut. Oh, I can't read this font very well. OK, so that's a donut. That's a circle. Yeah, it's a circle. Oh, OK, I need to blow it up. Uh, anyway, it says we use it mostly in Sweden, but also Norway and Denmark. The bassist from Manskin is from Denmark. Also, Brian should listen to the French uh, French contribution. That's my favorite from this year. Love the show, though, uh, Christian. So is it uh, safe? Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite line from the French contribution. Yeah, the French love, that, love that scene. Oh, it's yeah. so good in that car chase, man. <laughs> That's right under the bridges. Whoa, it's so great. Still yeah. can't beat that. Um, I have. Did you hear any of the music provided by the Eurovision? I have business? not hear. I have not heard uh, anything from, um, from the Eurovision song contest. Yeah, yeah. Did and I tell is, you that uh, yeah. I came home drunk? You know. A couple months ago. Oh, that was a good from, thing. Last night. Okay. Keep going. Last night. Yeah. Came home drunk a couple months ago from uh, Crazy Neighbor's house, dinner and stuff like that, and and could not sleep. So I decided I'd watch the Will Ferrell Eurovision Song Contest thing on Netflix. Oh, yeah. How was that? I have no idea. I remember the opening credits. 
And really, that's it. That's all I remember. So oh, that's unfortunate. But but Netflix does show that I watched it. Oh, that's hilarious! And you don't <laughs> and you don't know what you you don't remember any of it. Don't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have to. I think I'm gonna have to watch it again just to see what I missed. I heard it was. Uh, I don't know. It sounded like it was a hit and miss deal, depending on who you were and what your yeah. what your stomach was for that sort of stuff. So I guess uh, maybe one day I'll try it. But. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's probably what you would expect from a Will Smith or I'm sorry, Will Ferrell comedy yeah. um, uh, thing, right? Right. Yeah, he's no, you know, his his stuff's going to have a certain range to it, and then you're either going to like that or you're not. Exactly. I exactly. like most of his movies, so I do too. I'd probably yeah. like but it. But you know what you you pretty much know what you're going and getting what yeah. you're going when you go in. Yeah, I like Will Ferrell. I uh, unapologetically will will watch something like, you know, Talladega Nights or something and have a good right. time. Right. That's kind of the level, right? I don't think it's going to be on the level of Everything Must Go or uh, what was the, the one where uh, Emma Thompson narrated his life? Yeah, it was um uh, not book. He, he yeah, he walked around and her yeah. voice was like Stranger Man. Than Fiction. That's it. Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Bad title. Oh, yeah. Terrible title. It's awful. Unmemorable title. He's not in the Truman Show, Luke. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell's nowhere near the Truman Show. I don't know where you got that from. No. Um, I love the Truman Show, though. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, we got this other follow up here from Tim. And uh, I just had to read this because. I, I don't know how I don't know why I find it so funny. <laughs> it's a funny it's a funny email. Yeah, go for it. Uh, he starts off with Steve and Brian are on drugs. <laughs> I guess I'm the Steve Good in this scenario. Already off to a great start, Tim. Yeah. Some people do this. Like if anyone ever misses my name up, it's almost always Steve. That happens a lot, yeah. but it's only with people who aren't really paying attention. Tim, I think you haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Anyway, Steve and Brian are on drugs. Really boring drugs. Modoc is the funniest show since Harley Quinn. I laughed my ass off on every episode, and I was only somewhat stoned and drunk. They probably are boomer. Si- they pro- I'll say they probably like boomer sitcoms like Friends and Seinfeld. I don't think Tim knows what a boomer is, and I what don't that. Think so either, but I but I really like. I was only somewhat stoned and drunk. Yeah, only a little bit. <laughs> Just enough to remember my name is Steve. Oh, maybe he yes. meant Steven Schleicher because that's where the discussion happened. Maybe that's what he meant. Because oh, I didn't, cause I didn't right. have an opinion because I haven't seen it yet. You haven't and, seen it? No, that's right. Yeah. It was it was uh, me and Steven talking about how uh, how we thought it was meh. Yeah. All right, well, I guess I'll stop taking the really boring drugs and start taking uh, whatever you're taking because yeah. apparently that's what I need. <laughs> exactly. Now, I just let's make some additional clarification here. Luke in the chat yeah. follows up with, you guys do like old shows. That doesn't mean they're boomer sitcoms. Okay? Yeah. Let's discuss what a boomer sitcom is. <laughs> That's more like Green Acres or freaking, you know what <laughs> right, I mean? Like yes. you get your era correct. We In the 90s, yeah. we watched two shows called Seinfeld and Friends, although mostly Seinfeld for me. It wasn't really a Friends guy. Yeah. I Love Lucy, All in the Family. Those are boomer shows. Okay. Yeah. Generation yeah. X. And honestly, we don't give a shit if you forget about us. It's fine. Go ahead right. and forget it about is. us. Yeah. We don't it's- care. <laughs> We love it because we're, you know, we had a Marvel comic named after us with uh, <laughs> uh, a bunch of mutants. That's right. And also the, the the defining point of a Gen Xer is that we don't care what you think. We don't. <laughs> so go do your thing. Call me Steve. Yeah. Or I, he probably meant Steven. But. I think he did mean Steven Schleicher, yeah. Yeah, you'll have to watch a couple episodes of Modoc and let me know what you think. But it's 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 a very adequate show. <laughs> I mean, do you think you, you're... 
not that you had some crazy anticipation for it, but do you think it, that, that I had just... some crazy anticipation because it was Patton Oswalt and yeah. it's a character I like, and I feel like there is a lot of potential there, but knowing that it was uh, robot chicken, you know, it's from the, the, the stupid st- former stupid monkey, now stupid buddy, uh, group, yeah. um, kind of set set my expectations not lower but in a different direction knowing all right well that's the level of humor it's going to be it's going to be the humor of um robot chicken where you're laughing as much at the premise as you are at the jokes right or maybe even more at the premise right right yeah okay what if he man was a gynecologist (laughs) i kind of don't love that i have the power (laughs) right see that's the that's a robot chicken thing it works for one joke and then Uh, it's and then they move to another one yeah if that's what you're telling me yeah by the way i just came up with a really funny robot chicken joke yeah it's actually pretty good um i'll watch it and then i'll I'll withhold judgment till i see it but but you telling me that is you know is interesting um all right Anyway, what I want to say is, just to all those people out there that are like boomer shows, okay? <laughs> You're aging at the same rate we all are. So, right. So right. enjoy getting here and going, oh, <laughs> duh. It, I did get older, and I still like some things that I saw when I was in my 20s. Like, I was in my 20s when Seinfeld was big, and I love Seinfeld. Guess what? Whatever it is you like in your 20s, you're going to like it when you're 50. That's just the way it is. Everybody ages, so knock it off. Anyway, Tim, uh, F off and enjoy yourself. All right, moving on. There you go. By the way, did you hear, um, uh, speaking of of Marvel characters, I put this on Twitter this morning, but uh, they've cast. So Sony's continuing to make the and Friends uh, movies around Spider-Man. So obviously we're getting, we're getting the Carnage movie. We're getting uh, Mobius. Mor- yep. I'm sorry, Mo- Morbius at the beginning of uh, the year yep. next year. And uh, now they've cast Craven the Hunter for a Craven the Hunter movie, and it's the dude who played Quicksilver in the Age of Ultron. Oh, right. Uh, so they're mixing so Aaron now. Taylor Johnson. Yeah, the one, Taylor. That, the one that isn't the one that they brought back for uh, not Evan Peters. Right. Evan Peters, I think Peters, Evan Peters. Peters. Oh, did I tell you that? I forgot to tell you that guy's in that show. I was recommending that uh, Mayor of Easttown or whatever. Oh, he's is he that. cool? I like him a lot. He's he's, awesome. he's he's always been good in the American Horror Story stuff. Yeah, what's weird though is you're used to him playing a young dude, and in yeah. this mayor oh, show, and- he's not. He's like, and he's not in real life. He's like 35 or something. I mean, he's an older guy, you know, mid middle, yeah. getting toward the middle age there. And he's and he's great. He plays this out of town detective and really mm-hmm. adds something to the show. I like him a lot. Yeah. Anyway, like uh, yeah. yeah Claire, he's the, he's the American Horror Story. He's the young kid who was uh, like in the very first season with uh, Dermot McRolney burning his junk on the stove. He's uh, he was the the ghost of the kid who died in that house or something. Right. 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 Um, but anyway, so Craven though is like a big beefy, you know, muscular dude. And I feel like uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is just a little, a little uh, waif of a man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like he is a little tiny, uh, little wispy guy. So who yeah. knows? But all this like weird crossover of people who were formerly in another <laughs> MCU thing moving over to a Sony MCU ish thing adjacent thing is just yeah. a, an odd thing. But I guess the Chris Evans thing already did that, and I, we should be used to it by right. now. 
Right. Like it, there's it makes, yeah, been plenty of crossovers. It feels like there's maybe five people in Hollywood, and they're all getting MCU jobs. Uh, the the uh, Thanos Cable. Um, oh right, I keep forgetting he was Brolin. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he? Some, um, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. He was this. Oh shit, he was something else. Anyway, but I guess you could be an actor and be in the Sony Marvel movies. Yeah, the Disney Marvel movies. Um, but now I guess you can't be in the Fox Marvel movies or the nope. X Men movies because. I mean, no, you can, are... but you can. It'll be a whole new era where it's all. It'll together. be Disney X Men movies. Yeah, Fox is that you're out. No more, yes. no more Fox, yo. Unless they do That's like, right. um, you know, they want to get, I guess, like Deadpool dirty. They they right. may still do it under that right. name. I don't know. I don't know what their That's plans right. are. Yeah, Miravina, we we're talking about the guy who played Wanda's brother in the in Age of Ultron. Not dis not Wanda's brother when he appeared in WandaVision. Correct. Which was the weird. But that's why that, that was, was crazy. Yeah. yeah, because they were flipped. They were messing with us yep. in that, and they, and it didn't. Yeah, quite he was pay in off. Kick Ass as well. Yeah, didn't quite pay off. So yeah, another comic book property, not Marvel, but oh yeah, right. Do you think? Uh, sorry, one last question before we turn sure. to uh, the trivia thing. Trivial things. Uh, do you think we ever get um, Nicolas Cage in a proper MCU film? Oh. Uh, or is he going to be, you know, he was in Kick-Ass, he's in some, like, odd things, but, uh, you know, are we going to ever get Yes, him? I'll bet we do eventually. Um, who would Nicolas Cage, you need somebody kind of... He's such a comic nerd, you know, like... Yeah, exactly. But he's more of a DC guy, right? I think he'd say, no, I'm holding out for Superman. I really want to play Superman. <laughs> I had um, it for just a second. I was in Tim Burton Superman and then took it away. <laughs> for a split second. Yeah. Uh, who would he be? Who would he be? Oh, Ghost uh, Rider. Duh. He's already Ghost Rider. Oh, of course. Duh. He wasn't Ghost Rider. <laughs> what yeah. am I thinking? He's literally not Ghost a, Rider. Not an official uh, MCU. Like, you're talking, you're talking MCU, but yeah, I did forget on. Yeah. I, I just forgot he did it. So that what that tells yeah. you all you need to know about how Ghost Rider yeah. went. And I love Ghost Rider as a concept and as a comic. It's rad, but those movies are, <laughs> those movies are Son of the bad. Jeff, uh, Ghost Rider was not good, but you should still watch it and then listen to our film sack about it. Yeah, do that. I mean, uh, Son of the Jeff is kind of young. What are you, in sixth grade, I think? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's not scary. It's just dumb. It's just um, dumb. All right, we're gonna we're gonna now do this. Now this, yes. Uh, I forgot, I forgot what I was doing. Oh yeah, Mad Gidget. <laughs> okay, here she comes, everybody, uh, walking down the street. Some something with everyone that she meets. Hey hey, it's Gidget. Oh, there she is. Okay, now I'm gonna play her thing. Where is it? Here it is. Oops, trivial things. Where are you? I can't find you. Ah, crap. Trivial things. There it is. I found it. There she is. There she is. She said she shaved her legs for us. Did you hear about that? <laughs> she did. I, she I, told I, me that I, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did that, and I'm also stoned and drunk, so oh, you good. get the package. <laughs> oh, so really. when you're done, you should go watch Modoc. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, it seems so. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's way you better. Guys, you guys were talking um, Eurovision. I'm a massive Eurovision fan. I used to um, uh, date the host for Australian Eurovision before we were entered in Eurovision. Whoa. Uh, way back, and I got to go to Latvia and Turkey for free. Whoa. Because wow. I was rooting that's the host. Cool. <laughs> so Latvia is like, uh, um, that's oh, that's the one where uh, George almost joins the faith because uh, he likes the girl that's there. <laughs> Speaking of Seinfeld, that's all I have. That's is the that only thing I have. Some boomer sitcom. Yeah, that boomer sitcom reference? I used to watch. <laughs> 
Lofty in Latvia. It's a new TV show. It's yeah. very funny. Yeah. So wait, you didn't. That's what, Lat- Latvia is where Doctor Doom is uh, uh, president, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. This may as well be. It's like one of those kind of countries, right? That's the idea. Yeah. So no, so- no, no. It was great. I was really lucky when I went there. You know, Russia had lost its grasp of that, along with Estonia and Lithuania. I yeah. think it is those three little countries on the side there. Uh, so it was just all full of young people because all the old people are like, well, we like the Russian style. We go back to Russia. <laughs> so they all buggered off back to Russia. So it was all just young, groovy people there. And I had a great time. I, I loved it. What year but is I'm, this? as I said, I'm a massive Eurasian fan. And this year, I wasn't worried that us, Australia, didn't even make it to the final. Fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, um, probably shouldn't be in it in the first yeah, place. But not, we've done, we've done pretty well. Yeah, you're not it's Europe. not. It's not. Us Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, but Israel's in it. Yeah, well, they shouldn't be either. They shouldn't be either. either damn it. I agree. Take them out. <laughs> Everybody who's not in Europe it's, shouldn't it's, be in it. It's it's weird. You know, the only thing that the Eurovision knows is they got to keep you Yanks out because yeah, apparently you're so. Beyonce or something. Listen, you know, and then everyone you, we'd yeah. send you Daughtry or uh, Bo Bice or something like that and just Madonna, clean up the Eurovision. Uh, you know, <laughs> you'd, you'd send something that would just, everyone would just be like, I'm out, yeah. I'm gone, thanks. Send but can I say, the... Iceland, I, I heard you boys say you haven't listened to any of the songs. No, no, no. There are some great songs. I know people laugh at Eurovision, but these are truly talented singers with truly good songs, and Iceland should have won this year for 2021. Was it Bjork? Did she perform Bjork? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. That's too bad. I mean, I'm terrible. I can't remember the name of the But they're really quirky and really funny, and it's a really catchy song, and they've got a huge amount of followers on YouTube and, and watches on YouTube. It's just incredibly catchy. But there were some great songs this year. There really was. So it's it's worth checking out, Americans. <laughs> you know, Dice Tomato makes a great point. It's kind of surprising with 50 years of history of Eurovision that the U.S. hasn't said, well, let's come up with Amerivision and have each state sub, you know, uh, have a band submit a song and uh, uh, oh, compete like that. this. That would be... I, I agree. I agree. I, I'm, really cool. I'm, I'm quite amazed. I mean, you know, you've got The Voice and you've got X Factor and stuff like yeah. that, but... Um, to to do like a regional, and you could include uh, Canada, Alaska, uh, South America. You could have your own version of Eurovision. Yeah, uh, but it's totally. America Vision right. or something right. like that. You yeah. know, I'd be I'd like it, except the name. They'd have to fiddle with yeah. the name. But yeah, we'd have yeah. to let's get yeah, uh, we, we gotta, we gotta, let's get Elizabeth you know. Olson uh, Olson to host it. We'll call it Wandavision. Yeah, oh, Wandavision. That's oh, it's taken. already. Oh shoot. <laughs> Well, what are you going to do? Um, all right. Hey. Oh, and Brian, I know that you were drunk when you watched the, the Will Farrell. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's say watched movie. in quotes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Watched. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you, you should rewatch it again because it is fully entertaining. And, and actually, a lot of Eurovision, really full on Eurovision people said to me, oh, I don't want to watch it because they're making fun of Eurovision. They don't. So all I can say is play Zsa Zsa Ding Dong. Okay, sure. <laughs> that came up a lot in the chat room. Jaja Ding Dong. So, Jaja cool. Ding Dong. Although the yeah. the song, the the uh, the big song from uh, that film apparently was one of the best song nominees at the Oscars from really? from that. Uh, oh, from the movie, right? From the movie, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Oh no, look, it's fully entertaining, and and actually, if you're a Eurovision fan, they've got a lot of the Eurovision acts in this big mm. musical number right in the middle of it. Uh and it's it, look, it's not. I was expecting a full on comedy. It wasn't. 
it was more sort of a it was a semi-comedy love letter to Eurovision. Oh, so really? I think that's okay. nice because I think Will Farrell's wife's Swedish or something like that. So he knew about Eurovision. Yeah. And yeah. and and Rachel, you know, obviously uh, was a part of all those those singing American singing competition movies. Yeah. So she knows about singing, even though she didn't do her own singing. Right. So right. there's a yeah. tip, but Will did. Gotcha. Well, there you go. Get all right. Cool. Background I'll check it on out. The thing. Now, yeah, the, now the trick. Now the trick is: Can we do trivial things in 19 minutes? Let's see if it's possible. <laughs> well, we're going to try. We're sure going to yeah. try. Uh, what's our topic yeah. this week? I think I know, but I can't remember now. Okay, so it is films of 1990, not 19, the not the decade of 1990s, oh, which I said on the, Twitter, okay. just yeah. 1990, just 1990 itself. Okay, all right, all right, real boomer yeah, town. Yeah. And can, can I quickly just do a shout out to? I think he's one of your Discord people, is it uh, Clark? Frank, Frank <laughs> Info. <Gack>? No, <laughs> don't take the piss, Brian. You little shit. <laughs> all right, go ahead, go ahead, go sorry. ahead. No, it's fine. No. Um, <laughs> Info sent me this. Sent me this really nice feedback. Oh um, wow! Look nice. at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. On on Discord, and if you want to capture it, you can read it. I won't read it all out right now, but yeah, he sent he sent me this lovely thing, and he's now listening to Retro Cinema. So thank you, Frank Info. That's nice. very sweet. Oh, I do listen. Nice. I do read everything. So. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. You apparently so printed the, out too. <laughs> I, I, pr- I was nearly going to put love hearts on this bastard. I can tell you that right now. I was, <laughs> hang on. Now that's what boomers do. They print out their emails. Oh, there's there a little go. love heart. All right, good. Yeah, yeah there right, we go. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> 17 minutes. Excellent. And for those just listening to this and not watching, tune in and, and watch it because there's lots of stuff that happens on camera that you don't see yeah. when you're listening yeah. in your car. Yeah. Okay. All right, so n- number one. Okay, so uh, hiding the hiding the chat room now. Yeah, I almost yeah. forgot. Okay. All right, some easy ones, some hard ones. I tested it on Kernel as I always do, and got some. Missed a couple. Okay. So, yes. Great. All right, so her wants to go first. Uh, well, who won? Uh, are we tied up? I think we're tied up, right? I think we're tied up. I think you won last time. So Brian should go first. I'll go first this time. Sure. Okay. I'll take I'll take odds. Scott gets evens. Yep. Until one of us. Some as big as your hair. Some who's that? Miravinix. Mir- <laughs> Fifteen minutes now. Fifteen All right. minutes. You're already copping it. All right. Still waiting okay. for question number one. Question one. All right. So Scott. All right. So the movie goes. <laughs> Me actually. Okay. Go. Oh, Brian. That's Brian. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. I'm taking odds. Scott's got even. Quit looking at the chat. You're worse than I know. Us. Yeah, he's like, we know exactly where the chat room is on your screen. Yeah. <laughs> you cheeky lads. All right. Okay, let's go. All right. So, all right, the pressure is on. Yeah. Okay, so number one is to Scott, right? No, no Brian. It's to me. To Brian. Brian. Yeah. Okay, Brian. All right, this is the movie Ghost, okay? Sure. So number one, to prove that he is present as a ghost, what object does Sam Pick up to move across the room in front of Molly. Is it A, a glass, B, a penny, C, a thimble, or D, a piece of paper? Uh, he does a penny, and he, like, moves it up the up a glass window or something, like as he's... The door. Or a door, the that's door. right. He pushes yeah. up the door. Yep, yep. well done. Nicely right? done. Tick. Nicely Tick. Sam Wheat. Yep, well done. Sam Wheat. One okay, uh, Scott, yeah. so Home Alone... Yeah. It's the movie. Number two, the burglars in Home Alone call themselves A, 
the bad guys, B, the secret Santas, C, the Christmas bandits, or D, the wet bandits? Ugh. Oh, I don't remember that. Um, the, um, this, the Christmas bandits. The wet Brian? bandits. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Guess the Because they left the water running in places that they rob or something. I couldn't remember the, the reason yeah. for that. I yeah. don't remember yeah, chat, that. The chat room knew it. I don't remember that. I barely remember that movie. I love the movie, but it's been years. It's so long since I've seen that. Okay. All right. So, Brian, you stole that one. Okay. It's Total Recall number three. What is the name of Doug Quaid's wife, played by Sharon Stone? Is it A, Tony, B, Lisa, C, Laurie, or D, Shazza? Oh, jeez. I think Lisa. Lisa's what I'm what I'm leaning towards. I'll stick with Lisa. Okay, Scott. Nope. Um I think it's l- Give me the names again. Tony, Lisa, Laurie, or Shazza? L- Laurie, I believe. That is correct. Oh, Scott steals from Brian. On the board. Good job. All right. A bit of steely steely going on here. Yeah. Okay. So Scott. Yeah. Pretty woman. my wife loves that movie i may have caught a lot of it on the side but (laughs) you never know you never know there's chick flicks and guy flicks and i like a real boomer movie that i saw when i was 20 (laughs) such a boomer movie oh don't doesn't that get annoying you know i still like stuff like you know dudley and we should like everything. Uh, everybody, towers and, yes, and everybody should yeah. like you know, whatever the hell they want to like. You know exactly. What I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Who picks? Who says? Well, uh, you know, that's that's really more a TV show targeted towards the previous generation. So I won't watch it. Yeah, that's dumb. You know what I yeah. think it is? I think, and I'm, I'm sorry if you're in this new generation, but I think they only watch the stuff that's available them available to them today. Well, like unless you're now, unless they you're, don't go back and watch older stuff, and they don't look at he, uh, like mm, I'm I don't not know, so sure that's true. That may be that true. Way. That may be true of millennials, but I think like Gen Z, my kids' their generation, they love like their favorite show on any streaming services. Like uh, I love Lucy and freaking the Dick Van Dyke Show. They love that stuff, and they'll watch it oh, over yeah. and over now. Carter watches nice. Mash like twice a that's year. It. So it's watch responsible Mash. to for us parents to like. Open your children's minds to all these things. Right, very, never, very, been a, never been a better. It's the woman that has no kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's never been in a better time because it's everywhere. The stuff's just available, so watch right. it. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Okay, so Scott, you stole that. So Scott, your pretty woman uh, number four. What type of car is Edward driving when he picks up Vivian? Is it A a Lamborghini, B a Ferrari, C a Lotus, or D a Porsche? Oh my gosh. There is no substitute. Um wow. <clears throat> um What was the second to last one? Okay, we've got a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, a Lotus, and a Porsche. Um I don't know. I'll just say the one I would drive. Ferrari, I'll say. I have no idea. Okay, Brian. Damn it. Oof. Um Let's say Porsche. Damn, no. both got it wrong. Yeah. It, was, it was actually a Lotus Esprit. Lotus, gosh oh, really? dang it! Ah, uh, doorbell's yeah. about to ring. Schwan's guy's about to ring the doorbell. Yeah. I'm going to respond on, on my ring uh, 
app. Schwann's guy. What's that? Who's that? Schwann's. It sounds like it's, it sounds like he's a German. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Schwann's Hi is there. at the front door again. <laughs> oh, we, uh, so we don't need anything this time around. You can leave that on the porch. I can't. I can't come upstairs right now. <laughs> well, he's a real. He's a quick responder. That guy on the front. He was. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I don't even know what Very the Schwan good. man does. Oh, right. can I? Can he I call Templin? Can I call Templin Webster and find out where my cupboard is? You're what? I can do that online or, no, or on camera. It. I'll phone Temple and Webster and find out where my cupboard is. <laughs> Listen, I had to cupboard. do this because he was on my doorstep right now. I'm yeah. not oh, really? yeah, shopping for lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, he, he let the hounds my... out. Press that button. Let the exactly. hounds out. Yeah, exactly. We get, their, uh, we get their frozen bacon. It's really good, but we don't need any right now. Yeah. All right. Frozen who's, bacon. Who's okay. bacon. All right, so, um, Brian. Yes. Ten minutes. All right. Dances with wolves. Okay. Okay. All right. JJ Dunbar winds up in a small western fort called Fort Sedgwick all by himself. Why his is why is he alone? Is it A, everyone else died of smallpox? B, he kills the other soldiers? C, Pawnee have killed everyone? Or D, reinforcements never arrived? Oh, I think it's C. I think it's that the Pawnee had killed everyone else. Scott? Uh, I think that it's... Scott's going to get this because he loves this movie. I do like that movie a lot, but I'm, I'm a little rusty on this idea, but I'm pretty sure it's because the reinforcements never arrived. That is correct. Okay, uh, yeah, that's right. Because he was just like hanging Scott, around forever and yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. I have not seen it since 1990. Good fellow should have won the Oscar, but anyway, there you go. Okay. Um, All right. So, Scott, all right, back to the future three. Yeah. All right, number six. What does Marty McFly call himself when he travels back to 1885? Is it A, John Wayne, B, Roy Rogers, C, Clint Eastwood, or D, Gary Cooper? Oh, my gosh. I don't remember, but he seems like he might say Clint Eastwood just because that's the cool thing to say. So exactly I'll say Clint what Eastwood. he would say. Yes, that is correct. Okay, yep. I don't really remember. Cut okay. uh, Clint, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> now I can hear it. Now it's yeah. now it's making sense. All right, total guess. Is that on you that, doing but... Michael J. Fox? What's that? Was that you doing Michael yeah, J. Fox? Yeah, that's me doing Michael J. Fox. You get, you're going to have to add a bit of a wobble to it now, I think. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. That's not very oh, nice. Sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. uh, prepare those, prepare those uh, messages uh, on Discord that she could print out and put some skull yeah, yeah, and crossbones yeah. marks there, there, on. There's some Discord uh, messages. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the chat room have already turned on me. They've yeah, turned. Yeah. They've turned. I've gone rogue and they've turned. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. right. It's just stating the facts. Okay. Yeah. All right, so um, Brian. Yes. Number seven, Die Hard Two. Who directed okay. Die Hard Two? Was it A. John McTannan, B. Len Weissman, C. John Moore, or D. Rennie Harlan? Uh, all right, I'm ruling two of them out right away. I think it was B. Uh, Len Weissman. Is that what you said for B? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say B. Uh, Scott? That would be incorrect. Uh, the answer is Rennie Harlan. It was Rennie Harlan? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. I did not correct. remember that. All Rennie right. Harlan. So John McTannan directed the first the one. First he returned one. Yeah. for the third one. 
And then I think it was Len Wiseman that directed the fourth one and then uh, John Moore directed the very last one when Bruce was free just phoning it in. Yeah. They yeah. should have just yeah. they should have just had Mc, uh McTiernan do all of them, honestly. Of course. Absolutely. Naturally. Yes. <laughs> He's of so course. good. He's so good. Okay. Um so Scott, all right, you just stole that one. So mm. good fellas. Eight, as far back as he can remember, Henry Hill wanted to be a gangster. What was his first mob job? Was it A, a busboy, B, parking cars, C, stealing cars, or D, selling illicit cigarettes? Uh, I remember the cars. I think parking cars? No? No. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, sorry, I was watching the chat room. Uh-huh. No, I was really? watching the chat room. You couldn't tell. Yes, you're absolutely right. Scott, parking cars. Well, we couldn't tell. Can we yeah, he says something tell. like, you know, I was just this kid and I was driving these Chevrolets yeah. or whatever and he can't see over the dashboard or something. Right. Okay, so Brian, uh, number nine, Tremors. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm getting Where do, mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do Val and Earl find the first dead body when leaving Perfection, Nevada? Is it A, atop an electrical tower, B, buried in a car, C, as a severed head in a flock of sheep, or D, wedged in a rock near roadworks? Holy cow. Okay, got to go back to this film. Um, film Sack 2012, by the way. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, under, it was a nerd It was It was a nerd because yeah. I did the, <laughs> the, yep. the puppet arms. Yep. Um, I love Tremors. I think it was great. at the top of an electrical tower that it mm-hmm. got flung up there. Yeah. That is correct. Oh, yeah. Sorry. He actually, he climbed up the top and they were leaving and they found out he dehydrated because he was right. fighting from the tremors. Oh, right, because he didn't want to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't correct. want to go back down. But wasn't right. there a thing yes, later yes. where he was it? There was a head in a... In a... Yeah, yeah, later on there was a there couple. There was a car with a dead body. Oh, okay, so yeah. it's about the yeah, first Yeah, there was one. a couple that were sitting in their car and, and the tremors came up and the car got buried and the lights and the radio was still on. Got it. Okay. If I can remember correctly. I think that's Okay, right. chat room will correct me, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So, Scott, yeah. arachnophobia. Yeah. How do you feel about spiders? Uh, just, you know what? If it wasn't for FilmSack, I would have never seen that film, but I have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my partner's the same. Can't stand them. But then again, we've got deadly ones here. So, mm-hmm. Okay. So, what country does the newly discovered spider that is accidentally transported to a small California town come from? Is it A, Argentina, B, Ecuador, C, Bolivia, or D, Venezuela? Uh, total. It was in South America. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, <laughs> to- total guess here. I'm just going to say, I don't know. Guatemala is my guess. I didn't even have Guatemala <laughs> on the list. <laughs> you even said what? Guatemala. You Guatemala? You didn't say Guatemala. No, no. Oh. I had Argentina, Ecuador, Bolivia, and Venezuela. Oh, well, then any guess is as good as that. Let's say... Um, <laughs> Let's uh, go for it. I'm going to go off the board. Bolivia. And, uh, I don't know. Bolivia. Yeah. It's been, yeah. It is Bolivia? No. Oh. Uh, Brian? Oh, wow. okay. Bolivia would have been my guess. So, uh, Venezuela. Correct. Damn it. Oof. Gosh, dang it. Good. I needed a steal. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> Not on the list. <laughs> I swear you said Guatemala. Why the I... funny thing is, if you said South America, I'd probably have to say that you were right. Well, Beca- but I mean, South, yeah. South America's not a country. So actually, no, sure. you'd be wrong. So, sure. okay, it's like Africa. Everyone thinks Africa's a country. Does, 
No. Yeah. Okay. If you were the same right. continent, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Brian. Yes. Okay. So Edward Scissorhands. Uh-huh. So Big Pogues discovers Edward in a Gothic mansion. What was her occupation that led to her visit in the mansion? Was she a a cleaning lady? B a real estate agent? C a post lady? Or D a door to door sales lady? She was a door to door makeup sales lady. Damn it! Great, right, one calling. Easy. Ding yes. dong. Oh, it's too easy. Yep. Let's put a little yep. foundation on you. Uh. <laughs> Wonderful, Diane Weiss. Yeah, she's great. She's great. All right, Scott. Okay, kindergarten cop. All right, Detective John <laughs> Detective John Kimball has to take the role of kindergarten teacher at Astoria Elementary School because yeah. A, his partner was shot. B, he's fallen in love with one of the kids' mothers. C, he needs to meet the kids face-to-face. Or D, his partner gets a stomach flu. Well, it's part of an investigation, right? So, mm-hmm. get to know the kids face to face, probably. I don't know, Brian. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, it's. I mean, that is the uh, kind of the perp why the two of them went to Astoria to because they had to talk to the kids and figure out which one's dad was the bad guy. But uh, Who is your he ends father, up, and what does he do? <laughs> yeah, but he ends up yeah. being he ends up having to do because she was going to be the teacher. She gets a stomach flu, but turns out she's pregnant, and that's why he. He, be, not a tumor. He becomes the uh, the, cop, the kindergarten cop. Yeah. Yes, not a tumor. Okay, you are absolutely right. You do not have a tumor, Brian. You are absolutely spot on. Well so well done. Yeah. You're in the clear. Okay, Brian, hunt for the red October. Close enough. <laughs> There's an extra thud there. Hunt for red October. <laughs> yeah. Oh, picky, picky, picky. Goodness me. Red Hunt for the October. Hey, that's another John oh. McTiernan film. The, the submarine movie, all right? Yeah, I hope Good that's enough. not the Good question yeah, about right. John McTiernan. Okay, so what actor plays Captain Vasily Borodin in this film? Is it A, Sean Connery? Yeah. B, Scott Glenn, no. C, Sam Neill, or no. D, Tim Curry? No, it's, it's Sean Connery. It's too easy. That's an easy one. Uh, no, Scott. <laughs> what? That's hey, not Scott. it? That's not oh, it. Captain Different character than I was thinking. Sorry, rip through yeah, the Scott, other. Scott, it's all in your court, buddy. Rip Sean through. Connery, Scott Glenn, Sam Neill, or Tim Curry. Vasily? Vasily Baroden. Uh, I don't know. Scott Glenn, I like him. No, you both got it wrong. Tim Curry. Sam Neill. Oh, Sam Neill. Okay. Sam Neill? Yeah. Did he play Russian? Yeah. Was he a Russian voice? Yeah. He did, yeah, apparently. Well, Sean Connery didn't do a Russian accent, so why should anyone else? <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Still uh, okay, the, so the that's still the crazy That's Yeah, sure. <laughs> so if someone's keeping score in the chat room, just know that there's been a couple of, you know, yeah, no one got yeah. it. Okay, so that was a that was a Brian, Brian one. Question. Yes. All right, Scott Dick Tracy. I got cocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. You both did. Well, you are guys. Yeah. Okay, so Dick Tracy, number fourteen. What is Madonna's character's name in the film Dick Tracy? Is it A. Tess Trueheart, B. Breathless Mahoney, C. Liz Worthington Grove, or D. Texi Garcia? I think it's Breathless Mahoney. It is. Is it? That is correct. Okay, because she totally was all, is. I don't know, they just sounded right. right. 
Tess Trueheart was the was uh, not Hedy Headley Head not Lena Lena Headley no not no. Lena Headley uh, just, uh, the, the actress who looks like Rod Stewart um, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn and you guys Hedley. have to me about Michael J. Fox. Jeez. <laughs> Cut me some slack, boy. Wow. Glenn Hetty. I can't remember her, her last name, but uh, she passed away uh, a few years ago. Not good to speak she, a little she bit. She was in um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. She was, yes. She was oh, the yeah, I liked her. She was great. Yeah, yeah. Good actress. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So finally, so that was. That was a Scott. That was Scott Bryan. Okay. Days of Thunder. Shrug. All right, number 15, what is the character name of Cole Trickle, played by Sam, uh, Tom Cruise, sorry, uh, rival or initial rival in Days of Thunder? Is it A, Rowdy Burns, B, Tim Dayland, C, Buck Bereseton, or Russ Wheeler, number D? Letter D. <laughs> uh, I remember Rowdy being a character, but I can't remember if that was his buddy or if that was his rival. I'm going to say Rowdy first one you are correct yeah played by michael rooker nicely done. yeah oh rooker, then they become then they become allies and work together against a common and then i think carrie ulls went on to be the baddie and it's funny right. carrie ulls right. was in the princess bride as yep. you know a, a really truly good heroic character and then he just went stuff that i'm just going to play baddies all the time mm-hmm. apart from maybe robin hood men in, men in. it's got to be more fun oh no that was maxwell oh i can't remember he's done all kinds of stuff but he got his leg cut off he was one of the first people to get their leg cut mm. off in uh, the first saw movie in the saw movie yeah, yeah. right yeah that was a weird yes. turn it was a weird yeah moment. the yeah. only saw movie i've ever seen yeah i've seen that and okay three. so we've got yeah. we've got a i don't know if it's a tie or not i've got a tiebreaker because i've always got one uh okay. number 16 this uh, is a jump in, in as soon as you guess join right? in chat you know, whoever gets in first wins the okay. prize. Okay. Um, right. I have, I'll give you my bra or something. Okay. Number <laughs> 16. Um, what was the number one box office film of 1990? Was it A, Dances with Wolves, B, Home Alone, C, Pretty Woman, or D, Ghost? Home Alone. Oh, Ghost. Had to be Ghost. Uh, Brian gets in first. Brian. Did you get it right? Yep. Oh, I couldn't remember. Yeah, I, for made some reason, I would Those, so yeah, those were huge. the top four, right? That you gave us. Those, and, were, the t- those were the top yeah. four, and I knew yeah. you were going to ask me that, just in case you're curious. <laughs> so the, t- the top 10 highest grossing films for 1990 box office were Ghost, Home Alone, Pretty Woman, Dances with Wolves, Total Recall, Back to the Future Part 3, Die Hard 2, Presumed Innocent. That was a bit oh, surprising. I love that movie. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Kindergarten Cop. Oh, wow. <sighs> uh, that's a hell of a so list. who won, chat? That was a big year for iconic uh, films. If you're counting the tiebreaker, uh, six, I win six to eight. But if you don't count the tiebreaker, which you shouldn't because we weren't tied, oh. then I won uh, seven, to, seven to six. Bringing it up. Although, well done, Brian. Really? Brian just wins. by one? Oh, wow. Yeah, which is funny because you had a lot of steals and we had... We, I thought I lost hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, chat room's confirming it. Brian won. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So, Brian, that puts Brian ahead overall. Uh, next yep. month, we put that to the test and see if I can't right. crawl back from my hideous defeat from the land of Guatemala. Well, uh, it'll be some year in the 90s, but I'm not telling you what so that no one can yeah, I like, research it. I, like, I really like this focus on a specific year. That's really cool. Yeah, it's fun. I like it too, and we might go back to the 80s as well, but uh, for the moment, we'll, we'll – 
make our way through the 90s, but it's not necessarily going to be 1991. So You should do 84 because yeah, 84 is like famously full of things that we would know. All those uh, 84 that. and I think 86 or 87 yeah. or something Seven. was like, yeah. Play, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, we've got lots of quizzes to come. So that's what I'll concentrate on is a year of movies. Yeah. You know, all the Might boom, do TV boom shows as well. Yeah. At one point. It's all boomer movies and TV shows. Don't forget. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. You haven't uh, gotten over that, have you, Scott? You just... just <laughs> it's just... Uh, it's a fun it's callback. Poor, isn't it? It's just... Oh, don't it's call me a boomer. Did you yeah. tell people yeah. at home we're, where... we're Generation X, aren't we? So we're all 50, 50-something. Yeah. We're Generation X. No, oh, yeah. We, yeah. We know, but we don't care what anyone else thinks. We don't care. We don't care. Yeah. Uh, you should tell us where you can we can find your other show so that we know where to find it before we do see okay, it. Very quickly, the Retro Cinema Podcast, type it into Google. We've just released tonight. Uh, it's top 10 time, our top 10 80s movies with sex workers in them. Whoa. So that was fun. <laughs> and it's Angry Man Had His Week Off, so I've got my partner, Colonel Kickhead, uh, co-hosting that with me. And last week we did Runaway Train. So thanks, so guys, for having me on. with sex workers? So like uh, Night Shift is going to be. sex workers. Yeah, yeah. Night Shift well, has got to be. Well, I didn't have it on my there. list. I had some quirky ones. But there's more than you think. If you think about all the sex workers, so that includes hookers, strippers, prostitutes, cool oh, girls, gigolos. Right. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. There was heaps. Escorts, yeah. yeah there's sure. a lot more okay. than you yeah. think. Yeah, escorts. Yep. You go so thanks, tutors, boys. Tutors. Talk taxi driver. <laughs> 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 Bodyguards, yeah. Yeah, tutors, piano teachers, you know, piano teachers, you got to watch out for them. Piano teachers, for sure, yeah. Famous for their sex work. That's right. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. We're going to answer <clears throat> the question for Therapy Thursday this week that she called in her text back to me. Very good one, is what she said. Oh, good. Okay. <clears throat> so it's uh, we're looking forward to that. We'll get to that in a minute, though. Before all that, though, a song break from Brian. Yeah, we're going to go to Austin for this one, a band called Culture Wars. They have a brand new EP coming out called Tech. Um, Do we have a date on that one? I don't think we do. But uh, these guys were actually inspired by seeing New Order back in, uh, in the day live in Houston. And after that, they recorded a bunch of demos. Uh, one of them became their, their self-titled 2017 debut EP. And uh, they've just been going ever since. This is coming again, coming from their uh, upcoming EP called Tech. It's a song called Hunger. Here is Culture Wars. Oh, very nice. And if I just had the right place to click this, it'd be great. Okay, there it is. All right, we'll see you guys on the other side of this awesome song Brian just described.
guys. Let's talk about my new favorite thing. I've been trying this Rise app. And uh, I don't know. I felt like I needed a little bit of science in my sleep habits. And Rise has brought it to me. They've helped me improve my sleep, my daily energy, all that sort of stuff. It's, um, I mean, think of it this way. Sleep is as necessary as air, food, water. You know, we need it. We don't even know all the full reasons why, but we just know we do. And lots of myths and misunderstandings and misinformation out there about it. But, well, let me ask you this. Did you know that it's normal to feel groggy when you wake up and sluggish in the afternoon? I didn't know this. I thought that was a problem with me. But it's normal. Now, it's not normal to feel tired throughout the entire day. And that's probably an indication that you're carrying uh, what they call sleep debt on this app. Limiting your natural energy peaks, making your dips less productive, that sort of thing. So you can become a morning person. Why not? And don't worry, you don't have to stop using your phone before bed. You you know, you can do it without buying a new mattress or supplements or, you know, a weighted blanket or whatever. I mean, unless you're cold and you need some, you know, comfy TV watching or whatever. Those are fine, but Rise uses a scientific fact-based approach to help you get the sleep your body needs. And it's built around the two principles that sleep researchers agree most affect how we feel and perform. Sleep debt and circadian rhythm. You probably heard that latter thing before. Uh, sleep debt is the you know the only sleep score that matters. Rise tracks how much sleep you uh, you owe your body, hence the word debt, relative to your own unique sleep need and helps you pay that debt back. Your circadian rhythm dictates your personal energy peaks and dips throughout the day. Rise not only predicts your daily energy schedule, but it helps you take better control of it. It works by pulling historical data from your phone, apps, and wearables to tell you where you're going to need more sleep, helps you track the sleep debt, and determine the best way for you to get to sleep. All right. Every morning, Rise tells you how long you'll be groggy, when your focus times will be, and when you should start winding down for better sleep. With Rise, you can improve 16 science-based habits that will help you reduce your sleep debt and optimize your day based on your energy schedule. I struggled with this, and in just the first few minutes of using the app, I felt better about it because of that understanding. Knowing that that's okay at about 2, 2.30 to feel a little tired. It's okay to have a little sleep inertia in the morning and feeling like, did I really get enough rest? Maybe you did. You just, you know, it takes a minute. You're a little groggy or whatever. Rise helps you realize your potential with actual real results, real productivity, real performance, real well-being. 80% of Rise users feel the benefit within five days. Uh, give it a try and see what you you know, what you think. See what it can do for you. Go to risescience.com slash TMS and download the Rise app today for a free seven-day trial. Uh, seven days, totally free. And you'll know, in, like they say, in the first five, whether it's working for you or not. Whether you want to become a morning person, wake up more refreshed, be less exhausted by the end of the day, or improve your productivity and daily energy, Rise is the power behind your next best day. That's risescience.com slash TMS to try the Rise app for seven full days. There. Now, what's the matter? Talk about it. It was a dream. Just knock it off now! Just knock it off now! <laughs> Get busy at time! <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I'm gonna pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. I, I, I'm hunting. Looking for a come up. This is the morning stream. Got a little fidgety there with my W finger. Sorry, everybody. There you go. Uh, that song again, Brian? 
Uh, that song again is Hunger by the band Culture Wars from Austin. Very nice. Very, very nice. Yes. I'm trying right. to find them going back and finding, uh, people kept saying Glenn Close. No, who's the, nobody came up with the actress that was, uh, Tess Trueheart in, um, Glenn Close wasn't in, I don't think she was in that. No, it definitely wasn't Glenn Close. It was Glenn, I want to say Glenn Headley. Oh, is that a person? Headley. I, Headley. Headley. <laughs> a tree of my mingo. But everybody phone. kept saying uh, Glenn Close. And, uh, All right. Maybe Wendy yeah. knows. <laughs> hey, Wendy, do you remember the name? Do you remember that movie? The, the what was, What's the movie? I forgot already. Oh. Um, well, it's uh, 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 Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but also Dick the, Tracy. Dick Tracy. Do you remember Dick Tracy? You remember kind that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be really helpful here. I can't remember literally famous people now. That's so true. Why? I knew this about you. Why did I me. ask you? Yeah, Glenn, Glenn Headley is who we're talking about. That's who yes. I'm talking Yeah, that's about. what okay. I would have said. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> <laughs> she passed away in 2017. Oh, that's sadly. too bad. She was nice. She was married to John Malkovich? Yeah. She she oh. found him. So, no, she, what's the uh, seeking? Or no, she, being. She, was, she binged him. She binged him. <laughs> Hey, it's my sister Wendy, everybody. <laughs> a professional in the field of therapy and self-wellness. No, not like that. Not like the, you know, she's not selling snake oil. It's on like, you know, cognitive therapy stuff. And she comes here on the Thursdays and does Therapy Thursdays. And we answer your questions. And we got a good one this week. So we're going to read it. Before we get to that, Wendy, how, how are things? How are you doing? You're, you're, you're uh, vaccinated fully. Do you feel like a new woman just ready to grab the world by the neck and throw it in the trash or what? How do you, how do you feel? Yeah, Adam has to keep reminding me, like, uh, you know, it, you don't have to wear a mask, right? And I'm like, uh, I feel weird. Yeah. Like, weird. So yeah. I always have it under my chin. <laughs> yeah. I just bring <laughs> And I pull it up. And I, just... I wear it most of the time, except if, like, I can't breathe real well. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I forgot how nice it is to breathe. It is pretty nice anyway. to breathe. It's, it's funny, because we're totally in the... Uh, the just in case mask time. I mean, I yeah. I basically wear it when I even in places where I don't have to. Like I go into Target, and I'm like, eh, I'm still gonna wear it. Just yeah. I don't know why, but um, uh, but I, you know, walking around, it's like, yeah, now I got to keep a mask with me at all times, just in case I go to a place where it's required or right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just Weird. part of your kit now. You got to have it like your wallet, it's just in your pants. My chapstick. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, yep, my mask. And also, I'd rec- I have a recommendation. Don't eat a really big, fat onion burger before you got to wear a mask Ooh. for the next two hours. Ooh, or garlic toast. <laughs> yeah, it's no good. Yeah. No, that thing traps it, That's keeps it. That's been the and- best thing about this, is that people finally know how their freaking breath smells. <laughs> yep, you're right. <laughs> you can't avoid it. That's why their noses are out. That's, hey, that's-, that's what I was going to say. That's why you see the people with their noses out. It's not that they're trying to be kicked. <laughs> it's that they, they realize how bad their breath is. This is all true. Why. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just remember, everyone, that's still how it smells. Yeah. So just be kind. Yeah. <laughs> Stay back. Uh, indeed. Yeah. Uh, let's get to this question. So this is a good one. Uh, yeah. I don't have a name because uh, it's anonymous and we'll keep it that way. But uh, here's how the question goes. I really enjoy the advice and guidance that we get from Wendy on Thursday, says this person. I have one that I want to run by the group. I don't think I'm the only one who may have to deal with this. Usually they aren't. It's oftentimes you guys write in and it's stuff everybody can relate to or at least some of us can. Anyway. I can't seem to get over some mistakes I've made in the past. I don't mean big mistakes. I mean the little ones. Uh, Little like uh, only one or two people know about them in some cases. Uh, We're talking about many years back in some of these cases as well. It doesn't have to be something to trigger to or trigger it. They usually come uh, when I am in a quiet spot like in the shower or in the car. 
that they come rushing back to my mind. A couple of examples that come up often are first when I jokingly said, quote, I'm retarded, unquote, in front of friends of ours who had a brother with Down syndrome. I apologized and they took it in stride, but I still think about that and regret saying it. Oh man, if this is the, if this is the, the, the standard, I am screwed because I have so many regrets about things I've said in the past. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> he says, I apologize, took it in stride, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Uh, another is I got riled up at a baseball game and went off on the umpire. I embarrassed my kid and my wife. It was a bad day for me and I still get angry at myself for blowing my top. Uh, so that's bad enough but uh, that I remember these events, but I really get emotional. Emotionally, I think it just means emotional, and even have a physical reaction when they cross my mind. I'll be sitting in traffic and these mistakes will come back over my brain and I will verbally and or physically react to them with a gosh or a bump to the steering wheel or a uh, kind of kick myself for being so dumb and embarrassing. I can't think of more examples or I can think of more examples, but trust me, uh, I'm not sure what I can do. Um, I can't go back to change them. I apologize to the people at the time, but why are they still in my head? Other than these thoughts and reactions, I'm pretty normal. I hate it when my foods touch each other and eat everything uh, one item at a time, but that's a whole other can of worms for when to dig into. Thanks, guys. Anonymous. Um, yeah, we need to. Let's let's. Uh, yeah, let's, let's start there. Let's yeah. start there. I mean, it, maybe it's tied. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to assume anything. What is wrong with that? No, that. Yeah. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah, well, that's the yeah. least of your concerns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I kind of don't like that. that either. So I'm with you, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you are not alone. I don't like mixing. Uh, don't go to England. It's all about mashing the things together on the back of a fork and then eating it. Mm-hmm. So I think you'd hate it. With like I sheep's blood or, and uh, pig intestines yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And don't the do it. peas balance on the back of your fork. Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. wants that. Uh, so. Do you, we're, uh, I'm not sure the best place to start with this, but, um, you know, kicking yourself in the butt for past mistakes is not a super uncommon, but maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit for him in that he's, you know, he's really having these visceral reactions to yeah. sort of small events, you know, in the longer, bigger scheme of things. Where, where do you want to go with this? Well, number one, he did a great job explaining it. Uh, I think, yeah. you know, if, if he had just said, well, sometimes I... Past mistakes pop in my head and I get frustrated. Like we'd all go, oh yeah, that happens to me. But he gave very distinct ways that this shows up, right? Like you're sitting in traffic and it's helped me figure out how I'm, I'm going to help him. And But I'm going to need you guys as uh, the uh, guinea pigs. What's the Yeah, because we do this all the time. So yeah, we're, we're perfect guinea pigs for this. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Because uh, <laughs> I'll need to ask questions and have you sort of, you know, be... Sure. Uh, vicarious for him uh, but yeah lots of great examples so it's really helped me understand sort of what it what is happening so so let's start with this everybody has some similarities in this regard it's just think of it the volume is either either turned up or turned down on it right so we have these kind of amazing brains they store information there's this amazing recall that is really helpful when you're taking a test, right? Or really helpful when you're, you know, coming up with the name of an actor from the 80s. Um, that recall is, you know, it'll just pop in or whatever. And, then, and, and that's normal. That's human. That's what our brains do. That's one of their cool powers. Um, and some of us, and, and, you know, with age, that tends to get slower, right? So this is like the quote unquote normal range of this sort of behavior, right? So now we apply this this skill that our brain has to our our emotional, social interactions. Um, 
And it has a, a little twist to this. Now, let's keep it within the range of it's fine. Uh, and that might be, oh, I forgot that person's birthday. It pops in your head. And so then you go and make it right. And or I need to go pick up my kid from school. That's happened a few times. Anyway, like important little tidbits of information will jump out of nowhere and remind you of something. And maybe it's that you need to apologize. You hadn't realized you'd hurt someone's feelings. So it's going to get there's some social benefit. There's some connectivity with your loved ones and your community that you benefit from this behavior. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's all within the realm realm of uh, healthy and normal. And everyone knows what I'm talking about for the most part, unless you don't have this. And then maybe there's other things going on. Right. Another call. Anyway. Okay. Now take it outside the realm. So we could say, I mean, did he say years later? Uh, Let's see. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like years and years later. He's still, still, it'll just come up while he's in the car, for example. And Yeah. yeah. So like, it doesn't have to be triggered. Like he doesn't have to smell uh, fresh cut lemons. And then suddenly he's like, Oh, remember that time I insulted Jim when I had the lemon <laughs> smell or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. So there, it doesn't need triggers. And that's what it sounds like to him is a little bit disturbing. Like I'm right. just driving here. <laughs> Why do I have to think about that time? I was screaming at an umpire and I feel, you know, so embarrassed or stupid about it. Um, so it can be even more distressing and notice he gave us a couple clues here. Physically and emotionally distressing when this occurs. Right. So think about, um, okay, I'm going to give you a weird example. So the Queen's Gambit, did you guys watch that? Mm-hmm. Brian yep. did. I still have it. It's on my list. I want to. <gasps> it's I know. fantastic and Stop fun. Stop doing and- what you're doing right now and watch it, Scott. That's out. it, everybody. Good night. Okay. Click. Yep. It's fun. But there is something about that show. And Brian, you tell me if maybe I'm just the messed up one here. But the and I don't know if they did it on purpose, and I don't tend to research things afterwards, so I have no answers. <laughs> Which is this: um, every other minute in that movie, I was bracing myself for something bad to happen, for her to mm-hmm. be raped, for a car accident, for a gunshot, for something. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the style, the timing, yeah. no, or that I have been so jacked up by viewing things that I think that's a part of everybody's experience on TV or something, right? (laughs) Right. Probably. What do you think, Brian? I had the same thing. And it's, it, for me, it happens with, um, with movies that take place in other decades and feel real Mm. in other decades. Uh, uncut, well, uncut gems was current, but I'm thinking like ones where I felt like, uh, Goodfellas, we talked about earlier, that took place in like the 60s and 70s. Really, if it's the 70s, I get this like weird, something bad's about to happen. happen. Yeah. 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 And so that whole show, I just kept being astonished that what I kept thinking would happen didn't happen. And then I really had to stop and go, okay, clearly this is not a sign of my well-being that I'm (laughs) sure she'll be raped every minute. Like it really is a weird, I've never had that with watching anything before. And you know, we've just been kind of trained for things like that to happen in movies where you care about the character, but you see they kind of live a, a little bit of a vicarious or reckless life. I mean, you know, she was sneaking out to play uh, chess and, uh, uh, and the bad, janitor, like there's the no janitor, way that guy right? has good intentions, but of course right? he did. Of course he does, <laughs> and he's a great chess player. Yeah, exactly. It's so confusing. Anyway, but it tells. Yeah. This is an example of like uh, what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Is that we are prepped for that sort of something to happen, 
right? Or it's already just kind of built in that a bad thing kind of has taken hold. And even this, the reason I give this example is that it's not part of this story, but my brain just kept wanting me to be prepared for it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the Mm -hmm. point of that? So apply this to this guy's experience. His brain wants him to be prepared for something. That's why it does that. That's why it's a survival response of like popping in ideas, thoughts, memories, whatever it might be to keep you safe. To keep sure. you ready to run if you need to, or whatever those things might be, right? Or so keep we can you all from ex- doing it again. <laughs> yes, which is exactly the point, right? Don't yeah. ever yell at the umpire ever, ever again. And so this part of the brain just wants him to remember that, and will remind him when he's not thinking about anything particular at a stoplight, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Now here's what's problematic about what's happening. So it's the brain trying to help you, um, and it's clumsy way it makes it actually worse well what it's being successful right i'm i'm pretty sure that this guy is not going to go to a little league game tomorrow and yell at anybody right <laughs> um and he's going to be careful what he says around people maybe in a different way so he's going to get the social benefits by be, from behaving um and this brain part this part of him is succeeding and keeping him from doing that right so this is where you go Okay. All right. I see the value here. This makes some sense, but it's actually like a little PTSD ish where it's reminding him he's having a physical reaction. Like it's that strong. It really doesn't want him to ever do this kind of thing again. So this is often where people will come in for help because they don't, uh, they get stuck and You know, imagine he had 20 more mistakes that haunted him like this. And pretty soon you just like, can't even sleep at night. Um, so you can see how this kind of runs away uh, from you a little bit. Okay, so we're going to do something very proactive about it, but I need one of you two to provide. Um, Hope you're not going to say an example. Yeah, your <laughs> own, and make it a make it a minor one, so none of us have to think badly That's, about you later. All right. Well, this is this is a minor one that it's the first one that came to mind, and it's really not. Uh, it's not as bad as what our writer um, has o- offered up, but it's still one that I feel bad about, even though the person that this happened with uh, laughs it off every time I bring it up. Uh, this was uh, three years ago, TMS Vegas. It was our first TMS Vegas. And uh, and a woman came up to me at the Millennium Fandom. We're like sitting there having, you know, meeting with everybody. It's like the first night. It's like a get together. We're giving out the T-shirts and coins and shot glasses that people got for their tickets and stuff like that. And a woman comes up to me and says, hi. And I said, well, hi there. Are you having a good time? And she's like, yeah, I am. I said, cool. What, what's your name? Where are you from? And she's like, it's Bobby and Folk. We've met a bunch of times. <laughs> and <laughs> So just didn't, okay. and, uh, didn't recognize them. That happened to me all the time at Nerdtacular. I do that all the time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, geez. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I still, you know, I don't feel as bad as I did for like a year after that. Yeah. <laughs> and she she joked about like every time we saw each other that weekend, she's like, oh, hi, I'm, I'm Bobby Ann Folk. Nice to meet you kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, she, you know, she teased it off to kind of let me know is like yeah, it's okay but yeah i did feel like crap for like a year yeah. mine's a little okay. mine's a little closer to this the okay. dude's problem uh 
with with him using the R word, except in my case, for years, um, and I say years, probably, well, yeah, the early part of podcasting, so 2004, 05, in that range, for a few years there, I used to justify doing this really over-the-top stereotyped Asian accent because because I my brother's name is or you know Matt was Korean and had this accent so I would I did this character called Ding Pong and it was over the top ridiculous and um, some people loved it and a whole lot of other people were super offended by it and I would always justify it like well look he's my brother it's it's fine if I do it because you know that whole that whole stereotype and um yeah I feel bad about it now <laughs> sometimes it'll come up now I don't do it anymore and I you know stopped doing it and and you know, stop making it a big deal. But, uh, I always felt, uh, I always felt bad about doing it. Not, you know, never because, uh, mostly because I'm just, I, I, I got into a place where I wanted to stop. I wanted to stop giving myself opportunities for other people to get hurt, even if it felt like nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And that can be anything from the R word as mentioned earlier. It could be this terrible Asian impression. It could be, any number of things mm-hmm. you don't really know what you're doing to somebody else until you hear from them or see it through their eyes or walk a mile in their shoes or whatever. So you just don't know. And I'm trying, I tried, that was around the time where I was like, I'm going to try not to do that anymore. I don't want to be that guy. Um, and then what tends to happen is if you really back yourself into a corner, when people call you on it, you have excuses like, well, he's my brother or, well, that used to be funny. Now nobody can say anything anymore. We're so PC now. Like you can start, you know, digging your hole. Yeah. And at the yeah. end of the day, your to feet me, down. Yeah. right. To me, at the end of the day, it's like this. Like you can justify saying the word retarded by saying, well, in the 80s, we were raised to say that all the time. Everybody said it, it was in movies and TV and you said it all the time. It didn't mean what everyone thought it meant or it doesn't mean this or the word gay it didn't mean didn't mean we were making fun of you know, people who are gay, we were just using gay as in, boy, that's lame or whatever. And then mm-hmm. you start getting the whole, well, the word lame is actually a little bit tender for some, cause you know, people that are hurt or maimed, <laughs> you're kind of now making fun of them. But the point, right. but the point is like, all right, I understand that if you're in an environment where all that stuff is not necessarily discouraged, then you might get an idea that it's sort of normal until you're told it isn't. But I don't know how that's any different than me saying you're an effing douchebag and expecting them to be fine with me saying that to them. You know, that's also mean and out of out of out of normal. Like you shouldn't why would I want to hurt them that way or or this other way that has all these excuses tied to it. So, for me, I got a lot of guilt about that ding pong period. Um, not a lot, but enough for when it comes up, I, you know, I just kind of feel bad about it. Gotcha. Okay, real quick, everyone, go uh look up the book Nine Nasty Words. English in the Gutter, Then, Now, and Forever by John McWhorter. Uh, I just heard a podcast with him. And he did this great, it's a great way to think about curse words of, uh, because, okay, they started out with, if you were cursing God, like that's the original mm-hmm. swear words came from that place. Like the example, bloody in England is religious or, you know, taking the name of God in vain or whatever, all those things come from first then. And then the next phase um, was 
body parts, and we can all just assume. And those ones are still <laughs> pretty effective. Still popular, yeah. The, still, uh, still going strong. Yeah. Um, but they are less and less um, offensive or a less and less as weighty as they once were in the sense of um, they're just a lot more commonplace, whatever. And the new realm of curse words are um, against groups of people. So, mm. Scott, you just explained you know, with the R word as well, right? Like that's the curse word now is that Mm -hmm. you you don't, so it's always, and so people are actually might just be rebelling and cursing too. That's, that's a piece of it. So it's a fascinating uh, way to think about it. Uh, And then someone asked him to predict what he thinks the future version of cursing will be. And he's, he was saying, well, I I don't predict the future, but you think of anything that's going to become more and more sensitive then uh, it's more likely that those words will come up around that thing. So his prediction was maybe climate change, that at some point when we're all fighting over water, we won't yeah. be allowed to say water or something. <laughs> right, it's going to be... <laughs> it's gonna well, be see, that, see, that's the weird oh thing God, about... you can't say hydrated? What are you talking about? <laughs> that's the thing That's Sorry. the thing about language. Like, language is, is, is so weird this way because, you know... Never I, living. Changing. I say dude all the time to everyone, including you, my wife, my daughter's my son, uh, males and females in my life, they're all dude to me. And I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and Kim calls me dude and I'll call her dude. And it's just not even a thing we think about. Um, at some point, somebody somewhere is going to finally go, you gotta stop doing that when there are women around and I'm going to have to learn how not to do it. If it's really hurting somebody, because I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. Now, if it's, you know, I understand why people get frustrated. This is the thing I have. I have some understanding of that feeling of like, well, now I'm afraid to say anything because anything I say could be taken in whatever way you d- decide this week it's going to be offensive. It's easy to dig yourself into that corner, right? right, right. And, and and feel justified in doing so. Um, because if somebody, suddenly everybody was going to tell me that dude is offensive, uh, I would have a really hard time eliminating that one from my, my mm-hmm. vocabulary. I use it constantly. Yeah, I use I say guys. Oh, hey guys, you know, all the time. Right. And that that isn't intended to be gender specific, but it can yeah, do it with my daughter. Like, a, hey Taylor, are you guys coming over this weekend? I right. mean, that's the most yeah. common thing I could ever say in the world, and it includes her, a female daughter, as part of the guys moniker. Like, I don't know how to get around some of that cuz that stuff's really hard. So, I guess what I'm saying is is it possible to be both frustrated with um, how do I put this? To be, maybe it's the speed of the change. Maybe, maybe you're that's frustrated it. with the speed of maybe it. Maybe that's it. And then right now it's like the speed too of life. fast. You can get behind not saying the R word, but you grew up saying the R word, right? Like you moved past, right? Probably. That. I probably and called I mean, you that word. By the way, growing up, I would have said. Wendy, so er, I would have probably done that because oh, all day long we right. did. I mean, I have found myself one time. I said that is so ridiculous because <laughs> <laughs> it is a it was it's a word you use in your childhood. So you can be grumpy about it all day long. I think it's maybe speed, and then I also think it's like again, if nothing ever any of those forbidden words don't mess with you, you've never felt any of it. You know, that can be a little tricky to be like, why are you so sensitive? When we cannot call a white dude a douchebag, which is, you know, clearly also mocking women, mm-hmm. um, it is like dudes are like, oh, cool. And that's because it's a punching up, not a punching down. Right. 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 And so mm-hmm. I think there's that. OK, we are off track. Go back. Go back. Get away from the dude ranch. Come back home. I'm the one. I'm the one that pulled it, put us here. But I, I will watch this magic. OK, All so right. <laughs> you guys 
both identified things, uh, one including language, one including I don't remember who you are when really, of course, I remember who you are. Both are social, their social prices or embarrassment or some kind of reaction where you are not, you are now out of your comfort zone or feeling vulnerable or it's off, right? Like you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't take those words back and make it feel better. You can't go back in time and get rid of your ding pong impression. And it, you know, so, you know, it could have potentially hurt someone and it may probably did or whatever. So here's the guy in, in our email saying, you know, I embarrassed myself in front of my wife, my child, the team, I'm yelling at another human being. That's probably not who I really am. Right. So that is a big example of I'm behaving off and I'm not in my right mind in that moment. And then when all this dust settles, the other parts of me are like, never again, (laughs) do not do that. Like that is not socially okay. So Brian, maybe you go to social functions and try extra hard now to remember people. I do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Scott, you are working on your racist intentions all the time. It's great. Right. So, right. So we have this, like, it's a motivating (laughs) system that works usually really does help us start to behave a little better, fit in the society we're in better, feel like we're, you know, we can live with our selves. But you you understand why, why the, uh, one person's uh, fitting into society better is another person's sheep to the slaughter. Following <laughs> oh, you're, you're so a, woke now. Yeah, you're a pupit of the leftists and all that. Like you're, and I would like yeah. that person. I mean, I get that there are people that can just like live in the woods by themselves, and minus them, everyone else has some other virtue signaling they're doing to fit into their group. So yeah. nobody gets to argue unless truly you're a recluse, and those people don't even. You aren't going to talk to us. So everybody else, though, is figuring is figuring out how to fit into their their group. I mean, you could just watch what people how they fall over themselves to get it right. I mean, a politician. I think we always like politicians. It's because that they're doing that on like a fast (laughs) fast paced scale right in front of our eyes. Watching them, you know, sort of flip and flop and do whatever to make sure everybody's happy or do the thing they think is the popular thing. I mean, it grosses us all out, but it's because it is what we're all doing in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and you may think, well, I don't do what the crowd does. Well, you do what your wife does or what your mother wants you, you know, you need people to survive. So to, to deny that otherwise, it doesn't it, it could try to convince me. I'd love to hear it. Right. How you really don't care what <laughs> anybody thinks right. um, because you wouldn't be human. Okay. So let's get back to what we're going to do with this guy. I'm going to do it separately. You guys do it with your own thing because I realize your examples, um, it might detract from what I want to help them with. So remember when we were talking about your foot, Scott, and having a relationship with your foot? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're decided, going to do something yeah. similar. So it's if gone, don't it's know gone what really I'm far. About, we're engaged now. I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to get married. I know. You guys yeah. are Regular conversations. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So something hey, a little bit up. similar. <laughs> Something a little bit similar, but not with your foot, Um, but similar to like checking in with the part of you that keeps reminding you of this thing. Right. Okay. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to use the words directed to him and you guys maybe apply your own and anyone at home can also just apply their own thing that keeps nagging them. So I'm going to use words, maybe a little more specific to him, but follow along. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So. Jim is what I'm going to call you. All right, Jim. What if his name is Jim? That'd be awesome. Oh, anyway, be great. so Jim. Uh, all right. So what I want 
everybody to do is just sense in your body where this part lives. So for example, the part that you're at the, you're at your steering wheel at a stoplight, nothing's happening. And suddenly that baseball match game pops in your head and you're physically shaken and you're, you're visualizing the whole thing. You're like right back in that moment. Okay. Okay. So when that happens, where is it in your body that you feel it? Is it that your chest gets tight? Is Mm. it your sweaty, your hands grip? Pit of your stomach. Pit of your stomach, sort of, you know, sometimes people feel it like like hot right in their face or some facial experience or tightness in their traps, whatever. Everything's going to be different. Just feel it where it is. Okay. So here is the part. When it shows up, it shows up and it does this physical thing and it gets your attention. So we want to see this thing as it's like a little bit separate from you. Okay. That it comes in and it has a job to do. So we're going to just check with it about what its job is. So get the feeling, see it just slightly separate from you, and then just ask it nicely what it wants you to know. Why does it keep showing up like this? What What's what's its, what's the information trying it needs to warn you to me about? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just mm-hmm. take a second and ask that question and listen. Mm-hmm. Just like talking to my feet. Uh-huh. But you're talking to this other thing. Yeah, yeah, this other thing. Okay. Okay. This less appendage-like part of me. <laughs> totally. Okay, so Scott, yeah. let's just work with yours real quick. So what, What? when you ask this part, why it wants to keep reminding you about your ding-pong history? What is it? What does it want you to know? Um. Well, I have to kind of play along here a little bit because, honestly, it doesn't come up that much. Huh? I'm not having the problem this guy's having, but when it does come up, yeah, I feel bad about it. So I guess it still works. Um, it's, um, it tells me that, uh, that I knew better and I still did it back then. Like, like when mm-hmm. I was justifying it, um, I, 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 I kind of knew deep down that it was not great, not yeah. a good look. And I did it anyway. And that, that, okay. that still bums me out. Cause that, okay. cause I, cause it's not like, it's not like I had some epiphany where I went, you know what? Everyone's knew right. This. No, I knew. I knew. Yeah. Like I told Okay. So you. here's an important follow-up question. So, and I'll get back to the, the guy in the car. Um, there's a pretty good right, impression, so- by the way. That's the other frustrating thing is I was good at it. And the more good at it, I was the more sort of bad actors would encourage me to do it. And because of that, it was a good feedback loop. And so I kept doing it. I wish I was a terrible. Right. I wish Ding Pong was a bad impression because mm-hmm. I would have died on the long. vine. Yeah, yeah. would have died on the vine. <laughs> okay, so so going back, this part wants you to know that you knew better back then too. You just kept doing it. Yeah. Okay, so now I want you to ask the part what it is so afraid would happen if it didn't remind you of this periodically. What's it afraid would happen? Um. I don't know that I'd do it again, I guess, or forget that it's, you know, forget, yeah. forget that I, uh, that's an interesting point. I assume it's like, um, I don't know. You have a scar from when you touch the stove. That's going to remind you to never touch the damn stove again. Yeah. It's a little like that. Yeah. That's the impression I get. Okay, good, good. Okay. So similarly with the guy, the emailer, you know, to check in with this part, like, what is it you want me to know? You know, why are you showing up? 
and like really listening. You have to be curious here or this does not work. If you're like, this part's stupid. I wish it would go away. It won't talk to you. And everyone's like, what in the world? But anyway, just trust me on this. It, it, it will reveal its reasons and their reasons are usually protective, right? So then that follow-up question of what are you afraid would ha- happen? If you didn't jump in while I'm driving to remind me of that embarrassing day, mm. you know, what are you afraid would, would happen? And then listen to it. And it may be something similar to what you've said, Scott, which is it may happen again. Look, look at the damage that did. And I just want to make sure you know. Okay, so here's the third step. And this doesn't really work in a podcast. So everyone just like, if you're like, what? Go get a therapist and try this yourself. Because <laughs> um, obviously I'm uh, just giving you a, a, a overview that doesn't really work because I can't talk to him directly. But sure. so Scott, I want you to keep going a little bit. So what I want you to do with, so think about this part now. So this part that comes in, uh, to remind you that that was embarrassing and that you, you sort of knew what you're doing and kind of don't do it again. Mm-hmm. How do you feel towards that part now that we know this stuff? Oh, interesting. How do I feel toward it? Um, I, um, hmm, I don't know how to answer that except to say that I, I feel, I guess I'm glad that it, Grateful, maybe. Or? Yeah. It, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, weirdly, like it's like. You see its value here. Yeah. I see its yeah. value. It's like, yeah. you know, everyone always says, well, oh my gosh, uh, when, when your great aunt got dementia, she sure knows how to swear like crazy. Part of me thinks that's because all these things that she was thankful that she had as restraints in her life let go because <laughs> they're yeah. no longer yeah. working. And now it's just letting, and now the hose is, is going. It's a all little right. like that. It feels like. A little bit. And also, like, like think about, like, you have some internal systems that are trying to help you. Our problem is that we see them as enemies. Like, quit reminding me, right? It's like a teenager being woken up for a thing they want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, why are you bugging me, you know? Because yeah. we're going and to so that, <laughs> Exactly. So it's that, like, it's actually the animosity within the system that's the problem. Not necessarily that the system is trying so hard to help you not make a fool of yourself. Yeah, I mean, for uh, me, for, for me, it's like, I don't know, it's like any of the big issues today that everybody gets so, so freaking divided on. Um, Like, I just can't, I just don't think you can be black and white about stuff. You just can't be, you can't think you've got it all figured out on trans issues if you're not trans or don't have any experience with anybody who is or have that perspective in your life. You can't be decisive on an issue like abortion or anything else mm-hmm. without having some basis of of understanding and knowledge. And that's what these things are, right? They're like these, they're like landmarks. It's like, Oh, that was the moment I realized I was hurting people's feelings with that. And I don't I don't want to be someone who actively tries to hurt somebody else's feelings, especially based on race or something like that sucks. Like it's the worst thing I feel like I could have done, but I didn't see it that way at the time, or at least I convinced myself that it wasn't that way at the time. But these landmarks now act as like a post. It's like, Oh yeah, right. There it is. There's yeah. that thing. I Let learned from that. I better yeah. check my check it before I wreck it kind of thing. And yeah. And and you can see that it's an ally. And and here's the thing about this that's cool is once you build a relationship with this part, and that sounds weird, like it's you and the part develop a relationship. Like, hey, thanks for coming. I totally appreciate the reminder and the warning. <laughs> uh, I got you. Um, and and sometimes these parts 
Don't trust that you're going to do the right thing. And in your case, it sounds like your part doesn't need to remind you constantly. No. Um, it's calmed down a little bit. And and it just has, it, it goes from sort of this normal role of like, hey, be careful. You have that habit or whatever versus like coming in, stopping you dead in your tracks and causing all of this emotional tor- turmoil that's happening to our emailer. Like it's so big that this part just is like, I got to remind you that of that terrible thing and it gets you not to do it again. So, so this is the final step I'll do with you, Scott. And then hopefully the emailer can apply some of this to him as well. Okay. So we've got that. We can see that the part is protective. We can see that it's here to remind you and serve you. And, you know, you can almost feel some compassion or gratitude for it. Um, One final thing I want you to ask this part if, and just sense it, see if you can feel this or not. Ask this part if, now that you understand some of this stuff, if it would be willing to trust you a little more and back up a little. Like it doesn't need to jump in so much or so intensely. Mm. So the idea that it's like, um, well, yeah, especially if it was coming up all the time. Like, yeah. Um, if it was coming up, you, you, if you could communicate with you, you'd want to say, dude, freaking back off. I'm not going to screw up. You're, I've got, I get it. I'm good today. Yes. Like, thanks for the and reminder, there's a difference but- between saying, dude, back off and, hey, it, can you can you try and trust me and give me some space? Yeah, there's, right. There's, there's a, a, there's a qualitative difference. So yeah. I want you to actually do it right now. I know it's not happening all the time, but just channel the part and see if it would be willing to, to ba- continue to keep backing up yeah. and that you can appreciate that. Yeah. And it's- does it feel like it will? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, isn't again, that weird? That's yeah, cool it is a little bit weird. It's weird when you visualize it that way, like giving it. This is like object-oriented programming almost. It's like uh, it has its little place, and now there's a little bit of distance between me and that place, and there already mm-hmm. was. Like I'm, I, I can't. Like I was yeah. saying, I don't. It's hard for me to compare this situation to his because I think his is a little bit more raw for some reason. But um, yeah. I think the process should be the same or should work the same. Like just yeah. put some distance between it and. I don't know. I appreciate it. But again, here's, here's what's tricky is that we want, we can say that all day to people. Just, just get over it. I mean, the, the core of it is get over it, right? That's what people say. That's the, the internal version of that is that part goes, Oh yeah. Well, clearly you're not ready. So I will just keep doing this. Right. Whereas if you are connecting to that part and you are coming at it with understanding and some openness and curiosity and trying to understand why it's showing up and, and not, and not asking it to do anything or demand anything. Notice I had to ask it politely and it got to choose. Is Mm. it going to back up or not? If it doesn't back up, it doesn't back up. But if it's our relegating or banishing, that is very human of us, right? If you talk to anyone and say, tell me about a part of you that you hate and you can usually find that that part of them has been around forever and it is going nowhere. Mm. And it's because you hate it. And that's, it sounds so counterintuitive. Like, well, that's what we do with things. We hate, we banish them. We get them away from us. We run away. We fight. We use a lot of fight words. Yeah. A lot of like, I am battling blah, blah, blah. And, and this is just completely the opposite philosophy, which is to befriend and to, uh, like to understand what is this part doing? So anyone listening can do this in just a really easy, quick way of just when something comes up, if you can sort of identify it, get a little space from it and and be curious about why it's there and see if it, it'll tell you. It will. 
It's kind of weird, but it does. And then there's this like, oh, uh, okay. I could not. And this is what I hear all the time. People say, I have never, ever thought of any of these things this way ever. This yeah. is not how our brain works yeah. um, internally or our, our system works internally. It's We do this with people all the time. So think about a friend when you are communicating. If you tell them when they're doing something you don't like and you banish them, well, there we are, right? Yeah. Or if you... Um, or with a friend and they are hyper protective of you, what do you usually do? Well, it might be like, I'm okay. You can calm, you know, like you, you give them, you assure them that you've got it. It's very similar with these very reactive volume up kind of parts that come in and knock you out, come in and, you know, run, you know, all of those different things. Our, our internal system is operating on everyone's trying to help out the center mm-hmm. and, if you get that center to be stronger, it's, it's pretty cool what you can do. Yeah. I like this a lot. Um, and I, I realized we touched on this a little bit in a previous conversation, but it's, but this applies almost perfectly here. So instead of your foot, talk to your, uh, talk to that part who's bugging you while you're driving, which again, it's a very common place for these things to pop up because we are, we have enough sort of absent brain space happening. Um, so that, you know, they're going to show up in these moments. So that's a good time to get curious about what it would like you to know and why it's showing up and thank it for trying to help you. And just, you'll, you'll feel it calm down. It's, it's really cool actually. Right. Well, uh, very cool stuff. I hope this helps Uh, listener. Let us know if it does Uh, tell us about your journey and your experience. We don't get enough of that. I I don't think so. Um, Let us, let us know uh, how this, how this goes for you. And if you can have that conversation with this, strange invisible appendage that you have hanging out. It's a lot like your foot. Uh, (laughs) uh, I guess that's it. Hey, don't forget everybody go over to realsteps.org.org to find out all about that cool program that Wendy's got going and um, find out when you can sign up for the next wave. Yeah. Uh, It'll be in August. Yeah. We're just finishing up. It's, it's, Please join us. It's blast. It's a it's a it's a fun time for fun folks to learn good things. I don't. I'm, this is, <laughs> I'm not, I should That's not be your PR on. manager. This is terrible. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Wendy, have a fantastic week, and I guess I'll see you in like a month. No, yeah, almost a month. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I'm excited to see your kids and you and Adam and all that. And uh, between now and then, have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Okay, bye guys. Bye, see you, Wendy. Wendy. <laughs> let's uh let's uh let's be done however a remote yeah. a, a big news beep, 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 yeah, this isn't news. even a reminder this is an announcement this is a big announcement here uh what there you go big announcement monday instead of a regular show from memorial day uh and instead of taking it off entirely we are going to do our play date for this month on that morning so uh come on by and hang out we don't know what we're playing yet but we'll come up with something cool i, I think we need to dip back into that cool uh movie thing um dub the movie the dub. yeah yeah the uh that fill in fun. the blank movie thing yeah that was great so we'll play that again possibly some other uh, jack boxy style stuff we'll we'll come up with a playlist before then but uh come join us 9 a.m normal showtime on monday for a couple of good hours of play date time on that day and then of course tuesday through the rest of the week will be all normal there will be a PM tomorrow, so stick around for that if you're a patron. Uh, it'll be at 3.30 Mountain Time Live. It goes live on the Patreon, so you'll see it if you're if you're already signed up there. And if you haven't already, yeah, you can get an extra episode in, uh, a month plus a bunch of bonus stuff every day by joining us at patreon.com slash TMS. 
Brian, you got Coverville today. Is that true? Coverville today, yes. Uh, probably about 2.30. I've got a uh, client meeting. They said, uh, could you do 1 o'clock? It's like, uh, yeah, that's exactly the time I normally do Coverville, but I'm going to push Coverville out an hour and a half because I am I can see this call going a long time. Excellent. Excellent. <sighs> that sounds like a fun call. The way, the way you're describing it sounds like a blast. It's you know? it's uh, it's a project that's cr- been crushing me for three weeks, four uh, weeks now. No way, crushing me. Well, yeah. so uh, but it'll be uh, cover will be right after that. Look, Bob Dylan turned eighty years old. I know, you know, you think that he's been looking eighty years old for a lot longer and sounding eighty years old, but no, I can tell you, he just turned eighty. So uh, of course, it'll be a Coverville episode focusing on his music and all of the. Um, uh, all of the music that uh, he's made that people love to do their interpretations of. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. In many cases, I enjoy a Bob Dylan cover maybe more than I enjoy the original. So um, hopefully you feel the same way. So that'll be at about 2.30. I'll probably start the countdown thing at about 10 minutes, 15 minutes before. So just uh, go to twitch.tv slash coverville or coverville.tv and uh, click the little button to get reminded when I go live and you'll get the notification. Will you in the during the episode will you ever go eh, eh, like that? Why would I need to? Well, and, I, guess, uh, well, I guess I won't be playing any covers by Bob Dylan. So yeah, maybe I'll have to just to say, you know, Bob Dylan. Hey, yeah, hey. And then everyone at home will be, oh yeah, right. He's talking about Bob Dylan. That right, guy, right. yeah. Oh, oh mama can't be the end. <laughs> Well, good good on you and good luck. Uh, that'll be, like you said, watch for his notifications and stuff and Twitter and all yeah. that. Um, that's it. We're done. Frogpants.com slash TMS is our website. And if you'd like more uh, communication with us directly, you can email us, themorningstream at gmail.com. That includes uh, questions for Wendy with an I. It makes it easier for me to find these in the email if you, if you put her name somewhere, either the subject or the body, and I'll search for them. So Wendy with an I in case yours gets missed. In fact, that's how I found this one. It was in april but uh i'm glad i found it and so if you want to make sure we don't miss your topic put it in there uh all right i think that's it let's get out of here we need music do you have music let's play it i do nikki meadows wrote in and said hi sand and beach my husband john and i are taking our first trip away in two years damn you covid and are leaving saturday may 29th to head to the gulf gulf coast of florida Yes, we're visiting America's Wang. This year, we've been married for 18 years. There's no one else I'd rather have spent this time with. I was lucky enough that the sweetest, kindest teddy bear of a man wanted to make me his wife. I know we'll be listening to TMS on the road, and I would love for John to be surprised with a song and a mention. Even if you can't do the exact day, we'll be on vacation for 10 days, during which we'll be listening to TMS. Any day around this would be awesome. Thanks for all you do for listeners, and I wouldn't be opposed to a tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. Oh, man. Okay, I wouldn't either if I could. The tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Jury, for making us find that one. Yeah. Uh, love the show, though. Sign Nikki. All right, cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, she requested any cover, any bluegrass cover of a Metallica song. And I had to look back because I was like, oh, yeah, which ones have I already played on this show? Can you believe I've never played a picking on Metallica? What? Uh, Iron Horse bluegrass cover of uh, Metallica on here. I was, can't believe it. I can't. If you'd asked me, I would have said yes, and then I would have been wrong. So that's yeah, how, uh, yeah. I, exactly. Crazy. Well, uh, Iron Horse did release a uh, two two um, picking on series albums dedicated to Metallica called Fade to Bluegrass. 
Uh, this is from the first series. Of course, it's Enter Sandman. Look, if you're going to if you're going to pull, start with any cover bluegrass cover of Metallica, this is your this is your ground zero, and then you move out from there. Yeah. Uh, here you go. Here is Enter Sandman by Iron Horse. All right, we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow for PM, and then back on Monday for the play date. See you then. Bye. Yeah.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.